1: In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is indeed our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our Founding Fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, ladies and gentlemen, and we're also convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great, peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're absolutely having a fantastic day as we always talk about God, family, and country, as we always talk about the protection of life, liberty, and property, as we always let you know there's free radio, live and on demand at your fingertips, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, spread the word, share the love. And if you go to LovingLiberty.net, you've got incredible talk show hosts around the clock. We're part of one of the greatest networks on the planet. And uh, those talk show hosts uh, are available around the clock for radio. All of us are live on the radio, but then we're on demand, turned into podcast after the shows. But there's also a lot of incredible podcasts in addition to the radio shows. Well, why are some of them podcasts and some radio shows? Uh, Because radio shows have to be a given consistent length to be considered radio. Podcasters do a wonderful job, uh, but yet their shows are varying in length, and therefore it's very hard to put on the radio. You know, if I do an hour show today and a half hour show tomorrow, uh, what do you do with the other half hour? How do you adjust on the fly all the time? How do you let people know when shows are available? If one show ends early, I can't just, you know, start the next show if people are counting on it at a certain time. So see, those varying lengths become very difficult when it comes to radio. But nevertheless, there's incredible podcasts available, expanding the offerings and the programming availability of some incredible talk show hosts available all at LovingLiberty.net. You can download our iPhone app and our Android app, and they're free. And then you can listen to live or on-demand radio, all the podcasts, all the radio shows are there. In addition, you can donate, you can provide feedback, and best of all, you can follow the... Twitter feed keep an eye up uh, keep an eye on what we're doing there news headlines and a whole lot more uh, so there you have that now a quick a quick recap of yesterday's shows in order and then of course I got a bunch of news for the first hour second hour live simulcast brighty on TV the sheriff Mac show along with Liberty Roundtable live on Bridie on radio and loving Liberty radio networks and I'm just telling you we're everywhere folks if you want to hear hard-hitting constitutional truth, you're tuned to the right station. As some would say, twin it up. Uh, if you're not really ready for hard hitting conservative constitutional talk radio, then just turn your radio off and go watch CNN or do something else, okay? Welcome to the broadcast. We had our guest on yesterday, Mr. Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty.org, Ron Paul Institute.org, doing a phenomenal job. We talked about the fact that we enjoyed the 192nd semi annual general conference. Of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints over the weekend it was three saturday sessions two sessions on sunday ten hours of incredible uh, in my opinion words from apostles and prophets and leaders if you want to learn about it and watch it or listen to it church of jesus is where you can get that done all of its archived and available for you we talked about the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints prophet seer and revelator his name is russell m nelson And he says, we call upon people everywhere to pray for those in need, to do what they can to help the distressed and to seek the Lord's help in ending any major conflicts. Amen to that, folks. In your personal life, uh, whether we're talking about war in the Ukraine and Russia or other wars that may break out or just conflicts with family members or loved ones or whatever, you know what? Set aside those conflicts forgive one another. We also talked about Elder Ballard, one of the apostles. Family is the most profound influence in life. Amen to that. That's why we always say it's about God, family, and country on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Elder Oaks said the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is required by God to oppose social and legal pressure to retreat from his doctrine of marriage between a man and a woman and to oppose changes that confuse or alter gender or homogenize gender and the differences between men and women. Okay. We've got to stand on this binary that there are male and female to them. Not only is it reality by God's law, but it's scientific as well. Let's back the science, shall we? Elder Rasband, another apostle, discussed religious freedom. And he says it includes freedom to assemble, to believe what you want to believe. And he highlighted and noted the incredible attacks on this freedom around the world. And that we should do what we can to stand up for religious liberty everywhere we are. It's important, folks. We should do what we can to stand up for this freedom whenever possible. Encourage others to help us. It relates to character and morality. and Morality and religion are the two great supports we talk about often on this broadcast. We talked about, in contrast, self-destructive Disney finds a new permanent way to terrify children. Roger L. Simon in Epoch Times doing a phenomenal job with his column there. We talked about the Western world sadly has had its run, writes Paul Craig Roberts. The days of the West sadly are over. The West is drowning in accumulated mistakes and degeneracy. The moral fiber and leadership is just gone. All right. Anyway, we talked about that in detail, ladies and gentlemen, and we don't mean to be negative about the country. Uh, We only say that uh, America's leadership is gone because we're turning our backs on all things godly, all things traditional family, all things in the culture war that we should hold dear. We seem to be abandoning. It's a tragic reality. We talked about how to survive the Fauci hospital protocol as well. Second hour of the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. We talked to our guest, Dr. Scott Bradley, his collegiate series and lifelong goal to preserve the nation. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com. He's got incredible weekly webinars there, Q&As on the Constitution, uh, his collegiate series, and a whole lot more. That's freedomsrisingsun.com. And we talked about new laws reveal wide chasm as states veer to the left or to the right and the separation between the two is greater. We talked about the incredible speech that a man gave in 1988, a long time ago, huh? Over 30 years ago. But in 1988, a man by the name of Ezra Taft Benson, former Secretary of Agriculture in the Eisenhower administration gave an incredible speech called, "I." testify. Yeah. And in that speech, we really learn a lot about what's happening. He says this, I testify that the forces of good and evil are increasing Good, uh, evil under Lucifer's leadership and the forces of good increase under the leadership of Jesus Christ. There will be growing battles between the two. Until the final confrontation, as the issues become more and more clear and more obvious, mankind will eventually be required to align themselves either for the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan, right? The kingdom of the devil. And you're not going to be able to avoid that discussion, folks. He then went on and said, I testify that wickedness is rapidly expanding in every segment of our society. It is more highly organized, more cleverly disguised, and more powerfully promoted than ever before. Secret combinations lusting for power, gain, and glory are flourishing A secret combination that seeks to overthrow the freedom of all lands, nations, and countries is increasing its evil influence and control over America and the entire world. Wow, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for us as members of the church, and he's talking about all believers in Christ, To walk in all the ways of the Lord, to use our influence, to make popular that which is sound and unpopular that which is unsound. In other words, the culture war, ladies and gentlemen, is before us, and we better stand up for what's right. We're going to be forced to eventually, folks. Finally, we need to realize that truth will triumph, ladies and gentlemen. Make no mistake about that. In fact, Russell M. Nelson, as we mentioned, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, highlighted the importance of the power of spiritual momentum. Whatever you engage in, whatever you focus on, whatever you spend your time advancing eventually will achieve momentum, either good or bad. It's time to let the good momentum following the Prince of Peace be what we advocate for, what we spend our time on, what we engage in, what we um rally, if you will, for. Alright. Sometimes I wonder if this is a Rip Van Winkle moment, folks. Are we waking up 20 years later going, What the heck has happened to our great country? Do we hear the Twilight Zone theme song playing? It feels like that to a great degree, doesn't it, ladies and gentlemen? All right, that is a recap of yesterday's broadcast. Still available online at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. News the Networks Refuse to Use starts in seconds on your radio.
2: This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact
0: Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising.
1: Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, ladies and gentlemen. News the network's refused to use everywhere. Promoting God, family, and country. Protecting life, liberty, and property. That's our claim to fame. When people ask about Liberty Roundtable Live, and they say, oh man, you do talk radio? Really? Um, what it, tell me about it? What do you do? What do you and all I say is this if it's constitutional we love it if it's not we hate it <laughs> How's that for a description of the show ladies and gentlemen if it's constitutional We love it and if it's not we hate it our goal is to promote God family and country and to protect life liberty and property on Your radio in the traditions of our founders Think about that man in a very short few words. We highlight with the whole show is about two hours a day, six days a week, over 25 years on the air. And that's what we talk about, man. Look, if it's constitutional, we love it. If it's not, we hate it. And by the way, it's about God, family, and country and the protection thereof and the promotion of life, liberty, and property. Right? Wow. It's pretty simple uh, subject matter, isn't it? That's right. And therefore, there's so much from that simple summary that comes when you think about it. would get rid of 90% of the government. Would reject all the unconstitutional, uh, communist style agendas. Government schools gone under our plan. 90% of the government's gone. The federal government has a very incredible, incredibly powerful role, but very narrow in scope. Day to day, the general government wouldn't be in our lives at all. The states would have appropriate authority and power, but yet there'd be balance, checks and balances between the states and the general government. All three branches of government would have their. Uh, authority delegated by the supreme law of the land all the way down to the county level. There wouldn't be battles and dishonesty and manipulations and, and uh, seizings for power, and everybody would hold each other in check. It would be a phenomenal, incredible focus on God, family, and country, and the whole purpose of government would be to protect protect life, liberty, and property. It would be tremendous. Anyway, I digress. News the Network's refuse to use starts now, ladies and gentlemen. All right, a nearly unified wall of GOP opposition to Judge Jackson cracked slightly on Monday as two more Senate Republicans said they would side with Democrats and they would be supporting her, paving the way for her confirmation. As the quote, first black woman on the Supreme Court, ladies and gentlemen, it is a disgrace. Senators Mitt Romney of the state of Utah and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska joined a third Republican, Susan Collins of Maine, in lending their support to Judge Jackson, defying deep resistance in the Republican Party to the nominee. The GOP opposition was underscored anew on Monday when all 11 Republicans on the Judiciary Committee voted against the nomination of Jackson. That prompted the Democrats then to use a unusual procedure. See, by hook or by crook are they going to get this done. An unusual procedure to force the nomination out of the deadlocked panel or committee with an effort to move it to the vote of the full Senate, well, that means it'll be a 53 to 47 reality check, won't it, ladies and gentlemen? You won't even need Kamala Harris to break the tie because it'll be 53 to 47. You got the three Republicans they are going to side and sell us out. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what happens when you let carpetbaggers like Mitt Romney roll into the state of Utah and circumvent the caucus system and get elected because of big money, power, and influence. And ladies and gentlemen, when you let that happen, you pay dearly. Not only at the ballot box do you pay dearly, but you pay dearly day in and day out as he votes against, and I don't care about the party ladies and gentlemen, but as he votes against morality and integrity and conservative views and life, liberty, and property, as he promotes uh, the rejection of God, family, and country, look, this Jackson lady is whacked out. This is the lady that can't even define the word woman. Right? This is the woman that refuses to define. Wait a minute. Did I just say this is the woman that refuses to define woman? Yeah, that's exactly what I said, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that for a minute. This is a woman that refuses to define a woman. All right. The problem is those on the left have been struggling to define what a woman is. What is a clear definition of a woman? So the Daily Caller, believe it or not, great news service led by Tucker Carlson and others, decided to reach out to all. 57 democrats to see if anybody was willing to offer uh what a definition of a woman every single request sent to the senate democrats to define woman was met with silence brown also dodged the question saying i'm not qualified i'm not a biologist Marsha blackburn asked No, I can't. Not in this context. I'm not a biologist. The problem is, hey, what's a woman? So let me put this to you even more straight, if I will. Let me see if I can articulate this a little better for you, ladies and gentlemen. Because this is serious indeed. Indeed. So while I told you that Mitt Romney, the lead senator, I know he's a junior senator to Mike Lee, but okay, but look, he can't make up his mind. The guy's a train wreck. So Utah literally lets this carpetbagger roll into Utah and get elected on big money. The caucus tried to stop him, but, of course, big money circumvented the caucus system in the great state of Utah. So don't think that most Americans really double down in defense of Romney by hooking, by crooking, by carpetbagging, did they get Romney in place in the first place, okay? So don't, don't look at us as citizens of Utah and go, wow, you guys are sure putting a piece of work in there. No, no, no. We all got circumvented in Shanghai to get that done to a great degree. The big media embedded with big money and uh, along with circumventing the caucus system got Mitt there. But now Mitt's a disgrace. And I'm going to tell you why. While leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, po- apostles, and prophets doubled down in the defense of male and female credity them. In their general conference, just over the weekend, they literally said, hey, we cannot let this gender blurring take place. We cannot let this uh, softening of what genders are and mean. Elder Oaks, for example, well known for his attorney skills, if you will. Well known for his <clears throat> former you know, court prowess as a judge and everything else. Literally said, we are not at liberty to offset God's laws, God's commandment. God teaches that there is a male and female, that this binary is real, and male and female have gender-specific roles. And that gender is an eternal characteristic of who we are. You cannot change your gender. All right. He focused on a document that was from 1995 called the Proclamation on the Family. All right. It's a proclamation to the whole world. It's been out since 1995. What's that? 05, 15, 20, over 27 years, right? So the doctrine of God and the stance of the Church of Jesus Christ is very clear. Male and female created them, and we cannot set that aside. We are not at liberty to uh, deny this or to, I don't know what to say. We're not at liberty to deny any of that. Well, anyway, so Mitt Romney, though, now is backing this woman that can't define woman. And I think about that, and I agree that Mitt Romney is free to do what he wants. Ladies and gentlemen. (sighs) Okay, but this is where, you know, Mitt Romney, what is wrong with you? The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints literally doubles down just this last weekend saying male and female there is woman and man and now you're literally doubling down and supporting a supreme court justice that can't define woman oh no not in this context she can't what think about that all 50 senate democrats cannot define woman okay ladies and gentlemen this in my mind is so simple The problem is, is that we're not willing to tell the truth is the problem. They know what a woman definition is. The reason they won't acknowledge it is because they know full well the second they do, the transgender narrative melts down and politically it becomes very dangerous for them. Is Mitt beholding to that group so much so that he can't stand with the knowledge of God on this topic? Shame on Romney. Liberty Roundtable Live.
0: Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
4: President Biden, Vice President Harris, and former President Barack Obama will deliver remarks on the Affordable Care Act and lowering health care costs. The new policy is designed to close a loophole in the ACA known as the Family Glitch that's prevented an estimated 5 million people from qualifying for subsidized health plans.
3: They will have lunch tomorrow as well as they used to do on a weekly basis. I would note they continue to talk regularly. They are real friends, not just Washington friends, and so I'm sure they will talk about events in the world as well as their families and personal lives.
4: Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Joint Chiefs of Staff Chair Mark Milley will testify before the Armed Services Committee in just about a half hour. Republican Georgia Governor Brian Kemp is expected to sign a bill that outlines the rights of parents to review public school classroom materials, opt their children out of sex education, and access all records related to their children. USA Radio News The United States stopped the Russian government on Monday from paying holders of its sovereign debt more than $600 million from reserves held at U.S. banks. The sanctions were in retaliation for Russia attacking Ukraine on February 24th. An $84 million coupon payment was also due on a 2042 sovereign bond. That didn't happen. Russia was last allowed to make a $447 million coupon payment on a 2030 sovereign dollar bond due last Thursday. Inflation is already hurting the price of eggs, but wait, there's more. The bird flu is causing a spike in egg prices. The U.S. Department
0: of Ag saying tens of millions of infected chickens and turkeys have been killed in an attempt to stop the spread. The Wall Street Journal reporting egg prices are up 50% since the first of the year. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau... I'm Tim
4: Berg. Kansas defeated North Carolina 72-69 to to win the 2022 NCAA Basketball Tournament. USA Radio News.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm telling you that Senators Mitt Romney of Utah... And Lisa Murkowski of Alaska joined the third Republican Senator Susan Collins of Maine in lending their support to Judge Jackson, defying deep resistance in their party to the nominee. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even know how to respond to this. You know, I get Lisa, she's a whack. All right. <laughs> I get Susan Collins, she's been a whack and a liberal forever, but man, Mitt Romney, uh, especially, I I understand some of his, I don't know what you want to call it, but agenda, I get it, but folks, Mitt has got to stop. He's literally rejecting everything that we hold dear, ladies and gentlemen. The Daily Caller reached out and asked all 50 senators to provide a clear definition of what a woman is, right? But no one responded. Every single request was sent or was um, met with opposition, like silence. They're not going to define a woman. So I want Mitt Romney now to be hardcore. Requested to define woman because if he's going to back Jackson and Jackson won't define woman because she's not quote qualified. She's not a quote what do they call that uh, biologist or whatever. Ha! <laughs> what what does that mean, right? Well, then Romney needs to provide a clear definition of what a woman is. Can Romney? Define a woman? Right? Can Romney define a woman? Because really, his church can. Right? Those on the left have been seemingly unwilling or incapable of providing a definition of what's a woman. Right? And so, if Romney's church can, can Romney, can Romney define, provide a clear definition of woman? This is really important, folks. Can Senator Romney provide a clear definition Of what a woman is that's a very serious question in my opinion because if he can then he's gonna uh, really have a hard time defending his support of Jackson if he cannot then I kind of wonder how can he support his claim or backing of how can he justify his backing of Judge Jackson I kind of look at that and I just go, wow. This is very interesting indeed, right? I mean, think about the Daily Caller reaching out to all 50 Senate Democrats to see if anybody was willing to offer a definition of woman. Every single request was met with silence. Even Jackson jettisoned the definition, right? And you just say, Sam, you're repeating this several times. I know I am. And I'm doing it on purpose because if all 50 Democrats meet asking what the definition of woman is with silence and Supreme Court nominee Jackson also dodged the question during her hearing, responding with, I'm not a biologist. Right. Right. I mean, Marsha Blackburn doing a great job asking the question, right? Uh, This is serious. Uh, Because the problem is you've got those who believe that gender is fluid. And they are hardcore Democrats. And the problem uh, that I have is if you cannot define that because you're afraid to offend those who are fluid in their gender, meaning they believe they can either go back and forth or who don't believe that gender is a firm definition. In other words, somebody who identifies with a different gender, therefore, is so you can't define woman because a woman might have male genitalia, a woman might... Um, <clears throat> Uh, have the characteristics of a man. A woman might have been born a man. Okay, if you accept that dishonest against science definition and a definition against God's law, then see, you can't really answer the question. Because if you do, then politically you will do one of two things. Either one, lie as you make up your own definition and get caught to back your, quote, perverted against God agenda. Or you will tell the truth, and then the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and I don't know if it's queer or questioning or what, Q, you know, then they will uh, have a problem if you tell the truth. And so the reason that these Republicans won't tell the truth is I'm not sure. When you deal with Lisa Murkowski, right, and when you deal with Susan Collins, and stuff, I get it, but when you deal with Mitt Romney, I don't get it. His church just unequivocally declared a woman and a man to be the binary reality of God's law. And President Oaks or Elder Oaks of the Church of Jesus Christ literally said we are not at liberty to back away from that. We must back and understand and unequivocally support that view. It's God's definition, not ours, and we're not at liberty to set it at naught. We're not at liberty to dismiss it. Okay." But now Mitt Romney literally backing a woman that cannot define woman. That's right, backing a woman that cannot define woman. That is a serious, serious problem, Senator. When the Daily Caller reaches out to all 50 senators and everybody rejected it, and when this Supreme Court justice will not define these things, we've got a serious problem, right? Anyway, I don't mean to go on about this forever and say the same things over and over, but I really want to highlight this. It's one thing for the Democrats to reject the definition. It's another thing for Mitt Romney, though, who is a senator of one of the most conservative states in the union, a senator who represents the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by his membership to some degree. He does not speak for the church, but his stature as a senator um, speaks volumes about his influence and his power and his authority to some degree. Now, I know that's sad that we've got so much power given to senators uh, in America in the first place. But I look at this thing and I go, man, man. Where do we go? Where do we go with this? And so I really think that people need to call their Senator Romney right now if you're in the state of Utah. And if you're not in the state of Utah, I encourage you to call Romney right now and say, sir, what on earth are you doing? If this Supreme Court justice will not provide a definition of woman, how will she... Ever in the controversy of politics, define the Constitution or constitutional government or define one's oath of office or define fidelity to the supreme law. Okay, you, if you can't define woman, how are you going to define all those things? And if you can't stand up to define male and female, and you're not willing to double down in defense of God's law and established science. Um, then how can you ever be relied upon to define anything else? And if you go with a perverted definition manipulated by the courts so that you can sign on to that, what does that mean in time? What will this lady do to advance transgender agendas? Gay, lesbian, bisexual, trans agendas, what will she do to advance that? After she gets elected, will, be, will she be so vague on the term woman? Or will she say, I can't define it because I'm not a biologist as she's running or as she's the candidate? And then later, once she gets elected, if the court defines these terms in more likable language for her, might she just have a change of heart there? And Might she just decide to double down and say, well, woman's been defined by the courts and I need to go along with this definition now. Will the definition be what we hope for, ladies and gentlemen? I seriously doubt it. We cannot let Jackson get on the Supreme Court. It's time to let our will be known, my fellow Americans, and you better do it fast. Liberty Roundtable Live in seconds.
5: I'm James Harrigan, Senior Editor at the American Institute for Economic Research. I'm also the Friedrich Hayek Distinguished Fellow at FEE, the Foundation for Economic Education, and I'm the co-host of the Words and Numbers podcast. I'm pretty busy most of the time, but whenever I get a free day or two, I like to travel around the country to talk to young people wherever I find them, and that's where my friends at Loving Liberty come in. They have asked me to come to Liberty Hall in Far West to talk about some things I love talking about. The Knowledge Problem, and Human Flourishing. We'll be live at 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. These two lectures are free for students, their families, and their teachers. So just about everyone, really. And while the event is free, you do have to register to attend. So head over to LovingLiberty.net to grab a seat before they're all gone. This event is kindly co-sponsored by Loving Liberty Incorporated and the Foundation for Economic Education. See you in Utah, Friday, April 22nd. I look forward to meeting all of you.
1: Alright, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. You think you're going to have relief at the pump? I bet you're wrong, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, oil prices just went up over the last day, day and a half or so, ladies and gentlemen. Despite whacked out Joe's attempt to release oil reserves and bring the cost of oil down, why is the government manipulating oil in the first place, ladies and gentlemen? I thought we believed in free enterprise. Oh, no, not under the Joe plan. Anyway, so Joe trying to bring down oil prices. Oil shooting up, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's going to get worse, not better. You say, how do you know that, Sam? Well, Pete Buttcheek. Isn't that the guy's name? How do you say this guy's last name anyways? B-U-T-T. That's Butt, right? igieg But I-E-G. Butt-a-gig? Anyway. This guy's like the transportation czar in America right now, right? To Americans, he says, get used to crushing gas prices until we achieve clean energy independence. Yeah. So Pete Buttigieg, or whatever his name is, to Americans, get used to it. You're going to expect higher prices at the pump. And it's not going to get better until we achieve clean energy independence. What does that mean? So now you're getting into the global environmental whacked out stuff that I told you about. And the problem is if I speak out about it, then they say, I'll oh, see, Sam, you're just a climate change denier. That You should be arrested for your denial. Look, I don't deny that the climate changes. I know every day it gets warm in the day and cooler at night and the sun comes out and all that. I understand that every year the seasons happen. No doubt the climate changes. I agree there's cycles to the planet that are daily, uh, seasonally, yearly. But there's also, um, you know, drought years, years of plenty, years of famine. Go ask uh, Joseph of Egypt. Uh, I know he's not around to ask, but the story is biblical. And it's replete there. Look, we know seven years of famine, seven years of plenty. That's a 14-year reality check right there. Did the Lord, the God of, of this world, did he make these changes? What happens with all that? So I get that there's cycles. I get that there's change. I get that the climate changes. How much of it we're responsible for is what I'm disputing. And even if we are responsible for some of it, what do we do about it? Okay, what can we really, honestly, legitimately do about it is the fair question we should ask ourselves, right? Because understand, ladies and gentlemen, a life without fossil fuels is literally impossible. Literally impossible, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I don't believe in the word fossil fuel in the first place because I don't think that honestly, and again, if we want to back science here. I don't believe for one second, ladies and gentlemen, this fuel is fossil, uh, what's the word, generated? I I really don't. Um, I don't believe that if it was just fossils, that we would have enough oil to last for literally, I mean, when do we start using oil? In mass, when vehicles came out, what, in the early 1900s? When were cars prominent enough? You know, 1910, 1920, 30. Uh, you can say, well, Sam, there were cars around before. I know. When did the average Joe have a car? I mean, that's an interesting question, right? When did the average American have a car? That's a really fair question, isn't it? Have a car? Have electricity. Right? When did the average American have a car? When did the average American have electricity? See, uh, now Buttcheek or Buttigieg, whatever his name is, uh, literally slammed for urging electric car buying. Okay? It's an important question, important thing. Because remember, the average car is so expensive now, whether it's new or used, that Americans are really struggling. That's on purpose, not by mistake. The cost of gas, again, not by mistake. It's on purpose. Buttigieg even highlights this reality, right? In 1882, the first power station was opened. In 1925, about half of Americans had electricity. In 1945, about 85%. Okay? But Americans are driving less and owning cars less because they just can't afford them. Okay. The cars of electric the cost of electric cars is prohibitive folks. In 1980 87.2% of American households owned at least one car. Right? There you have it. And I look at this and I go, man, this Buttigieg guy is nuts. He literally is saying buy an electric car. Well, do you know what? Not only cars are so expensive now people can't afford them, but it gets worse. Because you know what? The average cost of an electric vehicle is $10,000 more. If the average car costs thirty grand, then it's literally 33% more to get an electric vehicle. A life without fossil fuels, folks, I maintain to you is, is, is impossible. It, it really is. We need to go through the average American's day and see if you can survive without fossil fuels. And listen to me carefully. Even if you go camping, you need to be very careful because the ice chest that you use is probably plastic. Fossil fuels. The tent that you use. Oh, Sam, it's fabric. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, you think so? What about the making of that metal? What about the making of that fabric or the manufacturing of that? Fossil fuels is really everything you do. Even the water that you get camping is either in bottled water. Takes manufacturing, right? I mean, you couldn't even have the plastic bottles without it, right? Even if you get water out of the spigot and say, I bring my own, you know what, um, renewable pots or whatever you say. Okay, the water, how did it get to the surface of the earth? How did it get treated so it's drinkable or potable as they term it? Okay, the answer is fossil fuels made all that happen. You can't even go camping. Even if you make a serious effort, you cannot get away from fossil fuels. You remember that autistic girl? I think her name is Greta or something like that. Even she wouldn't go on planes because she wanted to fight the fossil fuel discussion. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? The boat that she's on... Taking the slow boat around the world. Even the boat that she's on requires fossil fuels. You say, oh, no, Sam. No, it doesn't. It's a sailboat. What about all the manufacturing that it takes to make that happen? Let me ask you. Did they use, ladies and gentlemen, a hammer? Or a nail gun? Or a, you know, screw drill or whatever? What do they use to put that together? What do they use to manufacture that? Does the boat have varnish on it or lacquer? or it? What about all those different things that go into the boat? How much of that boat could be made in modern times without fossil fuels? Not that I believe in fossil fuels in the first place. I'm just merely making a point. I'm telling you now, it is literally impossible to live without fossil fuels today. You say, well, Sam, they had boats way before fossil fuel. I understand. How long did those boats last, and how do they relate to today? And how many people are willing to go back to the manufacturing of boats in that manner? You say, Sam, my horse doesn't require fossil fuels. And my response is, yeah, and how long are you going to be allowed to ride a horse in most cities today? Are you going to just tie that, uh, what, horse up to your uh, buggy rack? Or your shopping cart rack, depending on where you live, uh, when you go in instead of a hitching post or what? Where are you going to put your horse when you roll in? And, hey, by the way, the, that horse that eats that grain that you have, how was that grain created? Do they really use manual labor to make that happen? What about the plow? How did they how did they go ahead and get that plow, that metal uh, thing developed? You know, What do they use? Well, Sam, they used wood. Did they really go back to all that? See, you can't even create boats in mass enough with our modern society to do this. The idea that we can live without fossil fuels now is bogus. Now, I don't believe in the term fossil fuel because I believe the earth, the mantle the earth makes oil. But I digress. I'm just telling you that this this kind of fuel cannot be avoided even though we pretend it can. When you look at a windmill, when you look at a... a, uh, um solar panel or whatever you know look these devices can't even be made without fossil fuels can they the only electricity without fossil fuels that you might do is hydro and that's even debatable all right final story of the hour tesla ceo elon musk literally bought a 9.2% stake in twitter I don't know if you guys saw this, but it's interesting indeed. <clears throat> they say that's according to an SEC filing. He purchased roughly 73.5 million shares, making him the largest shareholder. That's interesting. Must be purchased roughly 73.5 million shares, making him the largest shareholder. That's according to the Associated Press. And Musk has questioned whether Twitter rigorously adheres to the principle of free speech. Now, I appreciate that. Now Musk posted a poll on Twitter and it said that 20 or 74% of respondents said that Twitter does not back free speech. Now, they say that Twitter serves as the de facto town square. We think of that, folks. Anyway, then they finalized this discussion for Elon Musk and they say, "Hey, don't worry, Uh, His involvement so far is kind of a um, passive role. Wow. I don't know about that. Is this a passive mode? I don't see it. Do you? I don't see it at all as a passive move. I think he's going to get aggressive at some point. Right. What do you expect to happen? Do you expect Elon Musk to play a passive role? Or will will he eventually throw his weight around at Twitter? Only time will tell. God bless you. Second hour and seconds, you are listening to and eventually watching Liberty Roundtable Live and the Sheriff Mac Show. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
0: Man's It's all about money and power. It's open season on treason. Vaccine police are on patrol. Old Bill Cotschill. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when vaccine police
4: come for you? Support the resistance. Go to vaccinepolice.com. Forget the wolf flu. Back the blue. Vaccinepolice.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve Hozi I'm the host of the Dr. Hozi Report that airs Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Brighton.tv. I'll take you behind the scenes so that you can know what's really going on. I believe that you need to have a doctor who can coach you onto a path of health and wellness naturally so that as you mature, you've got energy, vitality, and enthusiasm for life. Do you have low energy, weight gain, allergies, insomnia, anxiety, brain fog, low libido, and joint and muscle pain? At the Hoetze Health and Wellness Center, we treat the underlying cause of these symptoms rather than masking them with drugs. We treat for hypothyroidism, sex hormone decline, adrenal fatigue, allergies, yeast, and nutritional deficiencies. This is Dr. Hotze saying, take charge of your health.
0: Call today at 281-698-8698. Mention Patriot and receive 10% off your initial visit and a free copy of Dr. Hotze's book, Duo 180.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Buchman, welcome back to the Sheriff Mack Show, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live on Brighty on TV, Bridey on Radio, Loving Liberty Radio Networks, LovingLiberty.net, and a whole lot more. Sheriff Mack is out of town traveling. He'll be back with us next week, though. We have some incredible guests next week, hopefully from Canada, because we want to bring the Canadians into the broadcast as well. They're standing up tall for the sacred cause of liberty. So we'll get into that. Uh, Next week, uh, as the broadcasts continue to unfold. In the meantime, uh, a quick highlight from Sheriff Mack's Supreme Court case win. As you know, Sheriff Mack beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. And it all started out because Bill Clinton wanted to promote gun control. And Sheriff Mack stood tall for the Second Amendment, to say the least. And Bill Clinton said, Sheriff, you got to do what we tell you, or we're going to arrest you. And the sheriff says, I don't think so. They went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the sheriff Mack Won, and Bill Clinton lost. And in that Supreme Court case decision, the majority decision was written by the late Antonin Scalia, and he wrote some interesting prose. But one of them being that Richard Mack was not able to obey the federal government and keep his, his oath of office at the same time. Now, that wasn't written by Scalia. That was written by an appellate judge along the way to the Supreme Court. But Scalia backed that view and highlighted the dual sovereignty in America, which is look, the general government has tremendous authority within their very limited scope. And that scope does not include violating the second amendment and mandating gun control. That does not include mandating state servants of the people, uh, mandating, they do anything, whether it's funded or unfunded. And so we take that away. Uh, as the great takeaway, when will they tell us that we don't know what we're talking about when we say the sheriff has tremendous power? I say quite the contrary. Then what was Anthony Scalia talking about? See, all these people that are naysayers that claim we don't know what we're talking about, I want to ask them in this Supreme Court case where Anthony Scalia basically said, look, the federal government has no authority to mandate the states do anything. Doesn't that give the states tremendous power? Doesn't that give the executive branch of each county tremendous power? In Texas, when you have 254 counties, in Utah, when you have 29 counties, for example, doesn't that provide tremendous executive authority, not even counting the state's authority via the governor and the executive branch at the state level? Okay, this lie that the states have no power or the counties have no power and that the belligerent federal government has all the power has got to stop and you and i must use the tools given us including sheriff max supreme court case decision to double down in defense of the truth because the truth is where we separate government when we separate government into these jurisdictions that's when we realize our authority Because they can't just run around and take power into themselves. Because they can't just establish whatever they want to on their latest whim. Bill Clinton thought that. And because of the power of one man, Sheriff Mack, Bill Clinton was shut down and the Second Amendment was defended at the Supreme Court, ladies and gentlemen.
6: All right, that's the summary.
1: Uh, We always highlight a Sheriff Mack quote from the Supreme Court case decision. Or something related there, too. Let's move to an incredible guest. He lives in Oklahoma. He's a religious leader, a pastor, if you will. He's an Oklahoma pastor. And he has some unique terms for us that we're going to learn about, that we're going to highlight and understand. His name is Daniel Neva... How do you say it, sir? <laughs> Nevaehav. Daniel Navajas, ladies and gentlemen and he's got an incredible website com. so it's ekkok like com. and uh, we're going to learn about daniel first and then an interesting term daniel tell us about who you are how'd you become a religious leader
6: <laughs> sure. So I came to faith in Jesus Christ when I was 14 years old and just radically encountered the Lord. Uh, my life was completely uh, transformed and changed in a powerful way, so much to the fact that uh, only a couple weeks after putting my faith in Jesus Christ, I knew that I was supposed to take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ as far as I possibly could. So uh, I started volunteering on Sunday school, uh, youth everywhere I could, uh, cleaning the church. Uh, beforehand, afterwards, uh, putting things together. Um, and from that time, I've had the opportunity to go to 21 different nations around the world. I've helped plant church. We've helped do humanitarian efforts, uh, training pastors and leaders worldwide. And now currently I live in Oklahoma where I pastor uh, Ecclesia of Oklahoma and then also oversee our statewide gathering, um, which is Ecclesia Oklahoma on a larger scale, basically the network, which is includes about 10,000 followers of Christ cross-denominationally that are getting involved in the seven different mountains of influence, uh, the, the area of family, education, arts, entertainment, media, government and politics, religion. And so just letting Christians know, God has called you to be, matter of fact, Jesus called you to be salt, light, seed and leaven in cities on a hill. And that was his identification for us. And so we're just saying, guys, put back on the cloak that he called you to and get involved in school board, get involved in city council, run for office. And as we begin taking that message across the state, we started having people call and say, Hey, I heard your message. I feel like I was supposed to run for office. And so we're like, wow, great. That's excellent. Do it. They're like, we don't know what to do. And I was like, so we began pointing people. And what we found in Oklahoma it took us about three years to find the, the political landscape of the state. Uh, but what we found out is it was corrupt from the head down. And so we realized we actually, if we were actually going to have godly righteous leaders and government that we, if we put them in with a consultant, we people would say, send them to this consultant. This is a Christian, patriot, God-loving, American-loving, and then as soon as we'd send them there, day one, they would start teaching them how to compromise, teaching them how not to stand for the principles of the Constitution, stand for the word of God, teaching them how to hide their faith. And so we realized if we were really gonna have an impact, we were gonna have to help these people from the from the very beginning to the end. And so our church actually runs campaigns um, we're actually currently running about 14 down ballot campaigns right now. What we're helping assist with the statewide um, campaign, and then we're actually en route to Alaska, where we're going to be helping with the governor's lieutenant governor's race and about 14 down ballot uh, campaigns there. And then we're also helping with some campaigns in Kansas. All right, let's so get into details about, for sure.
1: about politics in a second. Did you
6: grow up? Uh, grow up in Oklahoma? I did grow up in Oklahoma. I grew up in western Oklahoma. Uh, in
1: Elk City. All right. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Nevejas is his name, and his website is E-K-K-O-K dot com. Now, there's a term uh, on your website that I saw, uh, and how do you say it? Ecclesia? Ecclesia. Ecclesia, ladies and gentlemen. And so my first question is, hey, what the heck is Ecclesia. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's really important to kind of understand because it really highlights who Daniel is, what his understanding is as a Christian and a Christian worldview, and then tying that to the proper role of limited government.
6: Daniel? Absolutely. So a lot of people are familiar in the very basic sense of the word. The ecclesia means church. Um, But if you go to Matthew, there's a place in Matthew where Jesus is asking the people, who do the people say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And they come the revelation, Jesus is the Messiah, he's the son of God, he's the the prophetic promise fulfilled. And Jesus makes a statement, he said, this isn't revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father who's in heaven. And he says, on this rock I will build my church. And the word he uses there is ecclesia. Now we have to understand, he did not use the word synagogue. The word synagogue is a place where you would go so you could read the Torah and learn the scriptures and sing and worship God. He says, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. And one of the things we have to recognize is every Orthodox Jew is still waiting for a Messiah king to come and sit on a king, on a throne of a king and rule and reign. Most Christians believe that Jesus is king, but they think he's going to be king when he comes back. And so they're saying, well, whenever that trumpet blows, then he'll come back and he'll set everything in order. But we have to realize that Jesus was born a king and he died on a king as a king. Even on the cross, it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek, King of the Jews. So Jesus is king. And by the way, it's interesting he was resurrected.
1: Realize, Daniel, by the way, he was resurrected and lives today as a king.
6: That's exactly right. Exactly right. And so when he uses the word ecclesia, we need to realize that this is not an accident. He was not using a religious term. He was using a word that was very common in that entire area that was actually being used uh, historically almost a thousand years before the birth of Jesus Christ. The word ecclesia was used by the Roman government to describe the judicial and legislative branch of government at the local level. So every community, every county, every district would have an ecclesia that when that ecclesia was called, it was made up of uh, 18-year-old males who were able to fight And this group was the legislative and judicial branch of the Roman government that determined what was going to happen within their district. Are they going to war? Are they going to pass this law? Are they going to pass this law? Are they going to allow this to come into their community or that to go out of their community? So Jesus as king is saying that I'm going to build my church in the gates of hell. I'm going to set my government up on earth and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it well what is that that's his sons and daughters that's redeemed sons and daughters who know who they are that stand on the word of god that stand on the principles of you know our constitution is based on the word of god and so when we talk about liberty and we talk about freedom there's not a group of people in the world that understand liberty and freedom more than born again believers and so this is the message that god has called us and so we begin thinking well we're going to wait for the Democrat Party to fix something. Not going to happen. Well, we're going to wait for the Republicans to fix something. and Not going to happen. They're both two sides of the same coin. What we had realized had to happen is we had to have Christians who loved God, who knew who they were, who knew the Word of God, and that were willing to uncompromisingly stand on the Word of God and the Constitution to defend liberty here in Oklahoma. So that's why we've gotten involved. That's what we've been doing uh, very much so in the state of Oklahoma and now even abroad.
1: All right, you mentioned some terms that I want to dig into a little bit uh, because the reason that the Republican or the Democratic Party, the reason that these partisan politics or uh, organizations created by man will not work is because of what you spoke of right out of the gate, Daniel, which has to do with salt and light. Let's talk about that a little bit because these organizations are simply void of those fundamental principles um, that only happen when God's the leader right?
6: And that, that's exactly right. And so what has happened is, you know, for so long, even as I grew up, I, I got saved. I came into the church. Uh, there were little, many things that immediately you were just like really taught really, really quickly. Uh, we don't talk about government. We don't talk about politics. Every other church in the world is bad except ours. We're the ones that have it all right. And so th- there are these games that are played very, very quickly. And one of the biggest problems there is Christians have been taught for longer than I've been alive don't be involved in government and politics government and politics is evil it's wicked it's dark it's all these things but what happened is when you took salt and light out of the equation it created a vacuum for that literally just sucked in the darkness and so people will say Daniel government and politics is dark and it's evil it's like of course it is because you're not there but there is never a battle between light and darkness And so whenever you turn the light switch on, you don't see the light and the darkness go like this and battle for 10 minutes to see who's going to, you know, who's going to stay in the room. No, the darkness runs to the farthest corner where the light's not shining. And so basically what we've been telling people, and this is where we're seeing tremendous change and transformation in Oklahoma, is if you'll just show up and be who God has called you to be, you don't even have to try to be the light. Because you're born again, there's a light resonating inside of you that will bring justice, that will bring balance, that will bring liberty. You just have to show up and let your light shine.
1: When we talk about salt and light, we need to understand that as well because salt traditionally uh, was understood by those who lived yesteryear because they understood the preservation um, capabilities Mm -hmm. or or properties of salt, if you will. We don't really understand that today because, hey, as long as you got a refrigerator, you don't really kind of... Put that together. But the salt was used as a poignant uh, object lesson, if you will, to help people understand what Christ accomplishes in our lives, what we can accomplish as followers uh, of Jesus Christ. Let's talk about salt a little bit because when you add then salt and then light, things change, Daniel.
6: And that's exactly right. You know, as we've seen Christians go into their local, their school boards, And one of the things is is salt is also a purifier. And so as we've seen the saltiness go in, uh, we've literally begin seeing the transformation because these are the people that are going in saying, no, 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 we're not going to have CRT in our schools. No, 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 no. We're not going to allow little boys to go into bathrooms where they're little girls, which has recently happened in the state of Oklahoma and, and Stillwater, Oklahoma. And now you have parents that are showing up and saying, this is not going to happen. And, you know, people are like, well, you're offending people and you're hurting people. It's like, well, if you ever get salt in a wound, you will know it. You are exactly right. There is a process and there is a function that salt has. And that one of those functions is the the purification um, of anything that is not the, the, the bacteria, anything that can cause destruction. And so as we're being that salt, you know, yes, it may be offensive where people say, Well, you think your worldview is better than anybody else's it's like this is not about that there's a right and there's a wrong and you can call it whatever you want to call it but it's truth and if the truth stings it stings and but the truth will purify and so you know one of the things that you know the word of god also talks about is when salt loses its saltiness it's not good for anything else except to be thrown out but when you look at when we literally from the pulpits have been telling our people don't be involved don't be engaged Uh, Don't talk about government and politics. Don't stand up. Don't do these things. You were literally taking away the one thing that made the church potent, which was its saltiness. So what happened? You saw prayer kicked out of the schools. You saw the Bible kicked out of the schools. You saw abortion become legalized in the state of Oklahoma, which abortion is one of the number one issues that Ecclesia of Oklahoma focuses on. But I mean, if you think about this, and this has been one of the most baffling things that I've just I've I've considered and, and pondered many times is that literally the Supreme Court of the United States says, okay, guys, now as of today, it is 100% okay and it is legal to murder an innocent and defenseless human being created in the image of God. And the whole United States of America heard the ruling, and they kind of sat there and shot and they said, this is horrible, this is wrong, and then nothing happened. I mean, you think about it. One edict goes forward and – all the police chiefs in every county of every city of America said, well, we know that innocent human beings are being murdered over there, but we're not going to do that. Every sheriff turned the eye and looked the other direction. Every commander, every military person, every citizen, and every pastor just said, okay, guys, I guess what we'll do is we'll get some some you know bottles and throw some coins in them, and let's do some fundraisers, and let's do some things. No, the church should have stood up and said, no, this isn't going to happen. What we needed at the time was a sheriff like Sheriff Mack to stand up and say, we're not going to murder babies in our county. The Constitution provides for us to have life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And so this is the things that we're talking about. But because we have been so watered down with a, with a pseudo gospel, what they feel good message gospel, we have very little saltiness, and we've seen ourselves literally kicked out of every sphere and it's now we're having to regain that ground and go back to those places and retake the places where we were always placed uh, called to be in the first place
1: ladies and gentlemen not only does salt have purifying properties ladies and gentlemen it has preservation properties as well and so really the founding of our nation i get we hear a lot about george washington I understand that, and I think justly deserved. The man was a tactical genius. He was a God-fearing, one of the best generals the world's ever known. Uh, He was a military man, but a humble servant of God Almighty. There's no question about all that. There are stories of other leaders who made a tremendous difference. I highlight them in speeches all across the country, and those stories are valid. Those stories are necessary, uh, and we even hear stories about hey on the high seas when the ragtag band of americans defended we were absolutely outgunned outmanned outshipped out everything but you know what god fought our battles okay god lit- and so we hear stories about the storms that assisted the patriots back in the day well ladies and gentlemen this godly understanding This salt and light that was among the patriots in the American Revolution was not by accident. It was led by God Almighty, and it was led through humble followers of Christ, leaders of men. They were pastors. They were preachers. They were, what do they say, men of the cloth? And understand that the role of the church And the responsibility of the pastors in that day is the same as it is today. And they nicknamed them the black-robed regiment back in the day because they would stand in the pulpit. They would preach the word of God in direct relation to liberty. In other words, they were the men who literally brought salt and light to the people giving them preservation, understanding that they can preserve God, family, and country, that they can purify the people, that we can do so through repentance. Okay, these leaders stood in the pulpit and led the way. Many of them also led the way as soldiers. They led the way in so many ways, ladies and gentlemen, and we've lost sight of these, in my opinion, American heroes as well. The marblehead I'm sorry, the black-robed regiment uh, in America cannot be understated, sir.
6: (laughs) That is exactly right. Matter of fact, it's amazing you bring that up. Uh, It's actually because a little bit of my understanding of the black-robed regiment, of why we got involved. And so probably about 18, 19 years ago, uh, I began preaching a message that many people were familiar with and began hearing at the time, which was, Guys, we got to get outside of the four walls of the church. And so the fact of the matter was, is it was a sermon that preached really, really well. It got a lot of amens, got a lot of people fired up. But what it was in reality, it was good preaching, but it had no practical application. What that meant to me at the time was I'm going to preach to you. I'm going to pray for you. And you guys are going to go out and you're going to do the work outside of the four walls of the church. But I knew there was something more to that. And I just couldn't put my finger on it. Again, most of us young preachers that are coming in, we're trained and taught to avoid anything that has anything to do with more than preaching on Sunday morning and building that organization. Unfortunately, that's what we're trained in. And so I'm not saying that's the right thing. Matter of fact, I think that's the wrong thing. Um, But that's why you have so many problems today, because that's what the young ministers going to seminary are being taught. Uh, But in 2018, I had the privilege of meeting Dan Fisher, uh, who is the author of the book, Black Robe Regiment. Uh, definitely check out his website. But uh, Dan is a pastor in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, he is a co-pastor with Pastor Paul Blair at February Baptist Church, a former representative, and he believed that God was calling him to run for her.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today, Pastor Daniel Nevenez. His website, EKKOK.com. More in in seconds on the Sheriff Mac Show.
2: This is an amazing company that has sponsored both of us. And this is a way to have backup communications when the grid goes down.
3: Well, the situation became problematic, Mike, with the New Orleans, uh, the latest uh, hurricane because people panic. And this is one thing that I've learned from being associated with the satellite phone store for over a decade people will call and order 600 phones at a time. What? It's like this, Mike. Anytime there is a crisis, people want these. And ladies and gentlemen, they've created a, such a good deal for uh, Mike's uh, viewers, my viewers, our combined viewers, that this is the only way you're gonna be able to communicate.
2: And that's the other beauty about these phones is they can't track you because it's not talking to a cell tower, it's talking to satellites you know, orbiting uh, over the equator. So sat123.com, folks,
5: For your support of this platform, use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brightionstore.com.
2: At the Brighteon Store, we offer a variety of colloidal silver solutions that we make in Texas using Texas rainwater and specialized circuitry that I personally designed to produce silver ions in purified rainwater. We have a colloidal silver extra strength spray, a silver-based first aid gel, as well as a colloidal silver herbal mouthwash solution that people just rave about. Each one of these is subjected to our rigorous laboratory testing for metals, glyphosate, and microbiology in order to ensure product purity and safety for your health. We manufacture our own silver products right in the heart of Texas and deliver them to you using our own warehousing and fulfillment infrastructure that we built to serve real America. All of us here at Brighton thank you for your support. Shop our silver products at BrightonStore.com. The Kelly.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Daniel Navy has with us, ladies and gentlemen, and he's a pastor. He's standing up for liberty like nobody's business. His website, EKKOK.com, and I know I'm butchering his name, ladies and gentlemen, but understand the vital Black robed Regiment in the American Revolution was critical, ladies and gentlemen. In my mind, it's the unsung hero of the of the American Revolution. We don't hear much about it. They want to jettison that from history. We will not let them on this broadcast. I'll tell you that right now. Ladies and gentlemen, but the role of the church and the responsibility of pastors in the American Revolution and our sacred responsibility today must be a link that we highlight and focus on. The salt and light provided by these leaders, by these humble followers of christ cannot be overstated i'm telling you that it's vital Uh, any final comment on on the black robe regiment and on our responsibility today uh pastor dan
6: yeah sure i I just want to you know highlight i was in 2018 i was able to connect with and work with dan fisher uh who wrote uh one of the uh, an incredible book also has the dvd about the black robe regiment uh has over i think 300 sightings of uh, historical sightings about the Black robe Regiment. Like you said, uh, our current historians would love to wipe it out of history, but the fact is it's very essential. Um, but as I got involved, I realized that it was the, the the pastors of that time frame that literally led the charge for liberty in America. And so that's one of the things that's encouraged me and emboldened me, and I'm glad to be a part of the Black Robe Regiment in Oklahoma uh, with Paul Blair Dan Fisher uh, and getting other pastors involved and, and engaged in the fight.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's not only vital uh, in America to have these humble leaders, but it's vital to understand our role as citizens, ladies and gentlemen. There's a role of the church. There's a role of the pastor. There's certainly a role of the Black Road Regiment to be revived today, no question. And those things are essential to bring salt and light to the people. But ladies and gentlemen, we cannot underestimate our role as citizens a partnership that is essential in this equation. Uh, Now let's talk about Pastor Daniel, about how you guys are getting the citizens involved in Oklahoma and what we're doing to give them, uh, I don't know what you want to say, salt and light, mojo in the fight, if you will.
6: (laughs) Absolutely. So one of the biggest things is, you know, we realized if we were going to connect with the body of Christ, that we, we had to have a way to connect with everybody Um, We wanted to educate people, and then we wanted to help them get activated locally and then across the state. And so we have been focusing majorly on on bringing education. So uh, we're bringing in speakers and leaders uh, in this field uh, across the state of Oklahoma, really giving the people the power and helping them understand. Again, keeping in mind, many of the followers of Christ and goodwill citizens of Oklahoma have been taught, you're supposed to stay away from it. You're not supposed to get involved. You're just supposed to trust your government and believe that they're going to do what's in your best interest. And as we begin teaching and training the body of Christ, many of them say, okay, what do we do now? And so then we're able to give them the tools to get involved. And so we now have, like I said, over 10,000 members across the state of Oklahoma. We have representation in all 77 counties, and this has been a vital tool. So when we have legislation in the state of Oklahoma that we don't want, and we're able to get ahead of it, we're able to send out an email and say, guys, we want everybody to contact a certain legislature and tell them, We do not support this kind of legislation in the state of Oklahoma. It contradicts the word of God, it contradicts the constitution and and literally uh, be able to do that. We've developed a network of people in a county. And let's say that we have a godly righteous person that says, hey, I'm gonna run for office here. They already have the base of people that can help them fundraise. They already have the base of people that can help them knock on doors. Uh, We recently had a rally this last year. We've seen the corruption of, the politics in the state of Oklahoma. So during the pandemic, uh, we know we have a current governor who claims to be Christian, who claims to be a uh, conservative Republican. Um, but this is a guy that has currently, we still have mandated vaccines in the state of Oklahoma uh, for certain workers. We had lockdowns, we had curfews, we had churches deemed non-essential. So why bars and abortion clinics and uh, pothouses got to stay open. The churches. it was illegal for the church to get together. So we have fought back at every part of that. So one of the things we did is one of my city said that it is illegal to go to church this Sunday. We met for church, and then we sued the city of Guthrie, and we said that's yeah, unconstitutional. And you j- have hold up, the stop, right. stop, stop, stop.
1: Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I just have a, half a second to celebrate incredible leadership, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we're talking about. Just rewind, Pastor Daniel, and say that again, would you please?
6: Yeah, so whenever the city of Guthrie came back and said publicly that it is against the law for the churches to meet in the city, number one, first thing I did is I called my sheriff, Sheriff Sheriff Damon Devereaux, who's an incredible sheriff. I said, Sheriff, this is unconstitutional. Just letting you know we're having church this Sunday. And he said, that's fine. You do what you're going to do. And then we turned around and we sued the city of Guthrie and said, you do not have the legal right to tell churches that they cannot meet. And so we're asking for you to stop this right now. So. We went toe-to-toe with them, went to court. We did win, and they stopped that.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is what the Sheriff Mack Show is all about. Did you hear what he just said? He said, look, (laughs) we're not going to be told by government that we're not going to have church. We're not going to believe the lie that it's illegal to have church. We revere the First Amendment where it says we have the freedom of religion, government will not prohibit the free exercise thereof. We are going to push for a redress of grievance. We are going to peacefully assemble. We have our free speech and our free association, and we will insist upon it. So they, one, declare their stance. Number two, they call their county sheriff and say, sir, we expect you to support this righteous effort against tyrannical thugs and sheriff do the right thing. The sheriff says, yes, I'll do the right thing. I'll leave you alone by all means, how far he'll go to defend you. We'll see, but let's put this in the courts. Let's now sue and create accountability because look, they're not Mm -hmm. authorized to cross those lines and they did. And because of Daniel and others, ladies and gentlemen, let's be clear. We won and they lost Daniel, Mm -hmm. that's the quintessential solution in America, sir.
6: Absolutely. And I just want to give people the understanding of what took place. And I think it's just important for people to know we sued the city of Guthrie. We went before the district judge. And one of the things that happened is the judge said, we are uh, here. The facts because Daniel was not arrested and no one in his church was arrested for gathering. The law states that I cannot uh, I cannot uh, hear this case. There has to be harm that has been done. And immediately the attorney for the city jumped up and he said, oh, yes, oh, yes, we never had an intention to arrest anybody or actually enforce this or find anybody. We simply wanted to. And then he stopped his sentence. And the judge said, control the people with fear. And so the judge knew exactly what was happening. You had these liberal progressive municipalities that were literally using fear to control the people it was a test to see how far could we push this thing but the fact of the matter remained is the judge said there's not going to be any enforcement of this because we know the constitutionality of it i don't want this in my courtroom again so that afternoon the city rec- recanted their ordinances saying that churches could no longer meet in the in the in within city limits or anything so we did a live stream and we told everybody you need to have your church doors open this Sunday, don't be afraid of this. And it wasn't just uh, churches. It was business owners that were falling into this idea that the government could come in and say, you're essential and you're non-essential. And so we literally opened up our city, not just with churches, but also with businesses. Uh, You know, we live in a very historical town, so it's kind of a tourist uh, town. Many people come in and they do their shopping. Uh, Our entrepreneurs downtown, they just don't have a million dollars sitting in a bank account where they can go two or three weeks without any kind of cash flow coming into their businesses. And so we were able to stand up as the leaders in the body of Christ for liberty, for those even outside of the quote-unquote religious um, sector. This is liberty, whether you're in the church or whether you're owning a business, and it, and it, it crosses those boundaries in, in, in those ways.
1: Tell people exactly where you are. Where did this happen? This is an incredible story that must be told.
6: Absolutely. So this this happened in Guthrie, Oklahoma.
1: Do you understand, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Just imagine if all 3,000 counties in America, there's really 3,081 and I think a few more. uh, Just imagine if every one of them had a pastor that was like a black-robed regiment leader carrying forward this sacred legacy and said look we're having church the government has no authority to stop us from freely associating and worshiping and peacefully assembling and when they try we are going to use a redress of grievance effort at all levels we're going to call the executive branch the sheriff we're going to go to the courts and we're going to do all that we can to influence the county commission the city council, we're going to go to all three branches of government, and we're going to simply say we will not sit down and take this abuse. We will not allow tyranny to reign here. No, sir, not where we live in Oklahoma. It's not going to happen. Well, not only did they stand up, not only did they win, not only did they have had church and felt the spirit of God Almighty, but, ladies and gentlemen, it became an incredible rallying point, ladies and gentlemen, For these people to understand our duty as citizens, an essential partnership in providing solutions, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear me say solutions? That's what Daniel's pastorship is about. That's what this radio and TV broadcast, the Sheriff Mack Show, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live is about. And now they're trying to make Oklahoma free again. It's a vision they have, ladies and gentlemen.
6: Daniel, tell us about it. Absolutely. So, as we've been getting involved in and in, in engaging, one of the things that has become apparent to me, and and probably apparent to so many others, and especially those that are watching this uh, broadcast and this podcast, um, it seems to me that history is uh, repeating itself. If, if I read, you know, read what happened uh, with World War II, what happened in Nazi Germany, we want to take away your guns. We want to uh, develop these classes these people are better than these people these people in in the separation of people it just began to look so um oddly familiar and then what happened with the pandemic like i said we have a governor that has allowed uh, mandated vaccines so you had tens of thousands of christians who did not want to take a vaccine who violated their own conscience because they were afraid they couldn't provide for their own children um it, it's just unthinkable you had thousands of people take the vaccine and have adverse effects or ended up dying. You had people that lost their jobs because they wouldn't take a vaccine. You had churches deemed essential, non-essential lockdowns, curfews. Uh, in Oklahoma, we have 300,000 acres sold to Chinese nationals uh, with the pot uh, growing and, and everything that's going on there. We have unvetted refugees into our state. So as we begin looking at this, we're like, wait a minute, we are not free. This is not liberty. We don't even have our full second amendment rights in the state of Oklahoma and always coming in with these great bills with amazing titles, but actually they don't do anything. And so we just began having gatherings across the state of Oklahoma. One of the ones we did at the Capitol, I believe we had 3000 people inside the Capitol, 2,500 people outside the Capitol. We did that meeting in less than 10 days um, to rally the people, to call our governor, to have a special session that would put a stop to some of this madness. And then we've done these rallies across the state of Oklahoma, um, with incredible success of gathering the body of christ and even goodwill citizens listen we have people uh, that would say i'm not even a, a follower of christ i'm not a christian but you guys are the only group that's uncompromisingly uh standing up for liberty in the state of oklahoma so you know someone someone might say that we're enemies but right now i'd rather work with my enemy than those who are supposed to be on my side because i want liberty and i want freedom and so we've just been putting out the rallies of make oklahoma free again Uh, And we're just seeing tremendous effect of bringing in national leaders to train, equip, and resource the body of Christ of how to bring freedom back to the state.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, their goal is to make Oklahoma free again. And so they're putting together a sheriff's training event May the 7th, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, update us a little bit on that then there's all kinds of people going to be going to this. We're promoting it now. Sheriff Mack will be there. This is an incredible event led by uh, what the pastor, a black robe regiment man himself without realizing it uh, in partnership with the citizens and the sheriff, sir.
6: That's exactly right. And so as we begin to see, um, uh, of course, I've, I've been following Sheriff Mack for a couple of years now, and lots of people have been sharing and, and talking to us about him and uh, the the incredible work that he's doing across the nation. And we just started coming to, and I, of course, building a relationship with our, our own sheriff in our own county. Um, literally, it's been our current sheriff, Sheriff Devereaux, who has given us, you know, we've had pushback, like n- unbelievable pushback. Uh, in attacks and threats and different things, and our sheriff has been right there all along the way to say, Bubba, I got you, you're you're taken care of, you're fine, you need anything, you let me know. Uh, matter of fact, our sheriff actually established our county, Logan County, to be a Second Amendment sanctuary. I put a resolution out for every other county, 32 other counties have followed, saying, regardless of federal legislation or state legislation, we will honor the Second Amendment within our counties and jurisdictions, and so... We feel like that was the first step to a greater step that we want to take in the future because we want to have, I love how Sheriff Max says, that we want to have all the Constitution, all the Bill of Rights, all the time. We really want constitutional counties and all 77 counties. And we thought, how can we get this information to these sheriffs? How can we get this information to the citizens? And so we were able to connect with an individual who supports what we do. And they said, here's what we want to do. We want to pay for every sheriff in the state of Oklahoma, so 77 sheriffs, and their wife to come and have a one night stay in Oklahoma City. So they can come in, they can go to a movie, they can have a nice dinner with each other, spend the night in Oklahoma City. And then the next day we're going to pay for them to have a steak lunch and a sit in Sheriff Mack's eight hour constitutional teaching where they're gonna have access to get eight hours of continuing education. We're also opening it up to the citizens of Oklahoma. So they'll be able to come and be a part of that morning session that's open to the general public and then the sheriffs will break for lunch. Like I said, we're going to provide them a free steak dinner, and then part two, uh, the citizens are going to go one direction, the sheriff's are going to go another direction, and we're going to keep bringing in different leaders uh, from across the state of just giving them tools of what they need to make Oklahoma free again, and so we're super excited about this. We actually have law enforcement uh, from Kansas that has already reached out and said, hey, can I can I load up and bring our Our law enforcement here, can they get the continuing education credits as well? Absolutely. We've had responses from Texas, uh, law enforcement from Texas saying, hey, can we come in? So if you live in Oklahoma and you're watching this, and we've already sent an email to every sheriff, we're sending a phone call. Sheriff Devereaux in our county, Logan County, is calling the sheriffs as well and saying, guys, you need to get here. You need to be a part of this. Uh, Just imagine if... Your sheriff knew everything that Sheriff Mack is going to be teaching them in this eight hours and took it back to their counties and started implementing it. And, and that's what we want to see, that we have an opportunity like never before to have all sheriffs in all 77 counties in Oklahoma to get trained, resourced, and equipped of what the Constitution actually means and how they can be protecting us against this tyranny that we're experiencing currently.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the example of what we need to do and how we need to do it. We gotta have a make America free again vision, make Oklahoma or make your state free again. And it's a partnership between the black robe regiment of modern day, sheriffs, the American people to stand together in a triad for solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, this vision needs to be understood. This vision is culminating in the churches suing and winning and church doors staying open, providing hope and liberty to all within the sound of their voice and beyond. And now we got the Make America Free Again Sheriff's training in Oklahoma coming up on May the 7th. Where do people go to get more information on that, Pastor?
6: Yeah, absolutely. So they can definitely go to MakeOklahomaFreeAgain.com, and there should be an event right there. Um, Like I said, for sheriffs in Oklahoma, uh, I believe it just costs $50, and, again, that's going to give you a free night stay uh, in in Oklahoma City, steak dinner. Uh, We're also going to have some other amenities there for you as well. Um, Any of the citizens, they're welcome to join us, and then uh, they can also, if they want to get a hotel, if they're coming out from a farther part of the state, they're also able to click on a ticket and reserve a hotel room as well and food. It's going to be a powerful time, but you can go to Make Oklahoma freeagain.com and you should be able to uh, join us there. RSVP your ticket there.
1: Make Oklahoma freeagain.com. Is it all spelled out or dashes or what? It's all spelled out. It's just all one word, ladies and gentlemen. All spelled out. The main heading upcoming events. Stay up to date. Get involved, ladies and gentlemen. This is incredible. To help continue to highlight this, Sheriff Mack tonight is doing a webinar or a simulcast, if you will, and it's going to be a live simulcast, an event tonight with Dr. Sherwood and Sheriff Mack. Do you want to tell us about that, Pastor?
6: Absolutely, and one of the reasons we're so excited about this is, you know, it's it's, it's amazing to have citizens involved and engaged and connected and educated It's even more powerful to have sheriffs educated and involved. Uh, But one of the missing pieces, the puzzle piece that I believe you have to have, and this is what we're hearing. uh, You know, I've had the incredible opportunity to serve Dr. Mark Sherwood, who is running for governor in the state of Oklahoma to make Oklahoma free again. As we've gone county to county throughout the state and we've met with sheriffs, we keep hearing the same message is that their hands are tied. They don't have the support of the governor. And so the message that's going out that we're super excited about is Dr. Mark Sherwood letting all the sheriffs know not when, uh, not if, but when he is elected, he's going to untie their hands. He's going to make sure that they have all the resources, all the tools, all the backing that they need so that they can actually bring law and order into their counties. And so Dr. Mark Sherwood, uh, who was a police officer for 24 years, he spent 10 of those years in SWAT, definitely understands law and order. And so he's going to be coming in and supporting the sheriffs, but he's going to be doing this live stream with uh, Sheriff Matt tonight and promoting this event, helping people understand how vital this is that you would have a governor who's willing to say, men, fulfill your oath of office, do it. And you have the backing of the governor and you have the backing, like the bully pulpit that that the governor has, the ability to call the media and say, hey, we have tyrannical overreach right now, and this is what you elected your sheriffs for to protect your counties. Men, do your job. And we're going to get out of the way and let them do that. as a powerful thing. Where do
1: people see this stream, Daniel?
6: They'll be able to, if they go to Facebook, uh, they can look up Dr. Mark Sherwood for governor, and it will be streaming there. uh, Also on his YouTube, Dr. Mark Sherwood for governor.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're flat out of time. Daniel, thank you so much, sir, for your leadership and all your involvement. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching the Sheriff Mack Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Man, that was a killer interview. Uh, never mind the fact that I butchered the poor guy's name. Wow, the guy's name is Daniel Neved. A- anyway, Nevaez uh, Anyway, I don't say it right. I'm so sorry. But anyway, he's an Oklahoma pastor doing a phenomenal job. EKKOK.com is his website. And we talked about a bunch of incredible topics about salt and light, leadership by Jesus Christ, the role of the church, the responsibility of pastors in the American Revolution, and our sacred responsibility today. We talked about our duty as citizens, an essential partnership in providing solutions, the Make Oklahoma Free Again vision. The vision that they've got, ladies and gentlemen, in Oklahoma is incredible, Pastors, the citizens, the sheriffs, the governor, all rejecting tyranny. They literally said, we're keeping church open. We're not shutting down. And they literally sued the government and stopped tyranny. They literally held church, giving hope and salt and light to the people. Ladies and gentlemen, they're putting together now a Make America or Make Oklahoma Free Again training, it'll be May the 7th. If you want to learn more and get involved, um, makeoklahomafreeagain.com is where you can learn about that. I'm just telling you right now. And then it's a virtual event this evening, a live simulcast that Dr. Sherwood, who's running for governor, by the way, of the state of Oklahoma. We'll have him on the broadcast as soon as we can as well. But he's having an event tonight with Sheriff Mack. It's a virtual event. Check it out on Facebook. Uh, uh, Dr. Sherwood is the one. So look for that on Facebook and more. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just, in my opinion, riveting. Just incredible leadership. Just incredible examples of making a difference. Of getting involved when good people stand up, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens. Wow, I'm in awe and I honor them, and I will do all I can to help their efforts succeed, ladies and gentlemen. Good people doing great stuff everywhere, good, honest, moral people doing fantastic stuff in the traditions of our founding fathers. Standing up for God, family, and country, protecting life, liberty, and property. It doesn't get better than that. Thanks for being alongside of the ride. Hopefully, we brought information to you. News the networks refuse to use, but no doubt news you can use. LibertyRoundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, BridyOn.tv, BridyOnRadio.com, and more. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic!